Five Tools. Welcome to the Five Tools Sport Talk Show. The show where you'll get well-rounded analysis of all the sports you crave. And now, your host, Brett Hill. He is everything that you want. Five out of six at the line. Missed it. Comes up short. Two. Barrett follows it up for the lead. And then we're going seconds. Here we go. Inbound up to Taylor. Jones is on him. Taylor driving. Driving in. Banks it up. No. Put back. Woo. Jim Nance on the call there for CBS and that little bit of an exhale, maybe not between the three of us, but with the rest of America, uh, breathing a sigh of relief that their brackets are still intact for the most part. As we welcome you to Five Tools Sport Talk here on Chicagoland Sports Radio. Of course, if you're listening live, you're on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. And if you're on Facebook as well, it is Chicagoland Sports radio and of course perhaps very various podcast uh, sites as well as we upload every Tuesday in case you miss the great live action that we have here going on today. Brett Hill here alongside the usual cast of Guy Stevenson and Ivan Vargas. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Uh, a lot Ooh. better now that Duke didn't ruin everything. Doing better than my bracket right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's funny. I had a friend of mine text me about two minutes in that, into that game saying, I don't know what it is, but I feel like this will be the game that this will be one of those games that will have the tournament that we'll talk about. And my God, uh, did not disappoint to say the very least. Of course, uh, Duke barely surviving, holding on against UCF 77 76. I don't know if we want to get into the physics of how that basketball didn't go in. Uh, you, you could start. <laughs> go ahead. Um, well, first of all, I wasn't even able to watch the game. So when Ivan was texting me, I was somewhere where there was no service. I was at the Smino concert, and he was he was like basically just scaring me. Like I, th- I thought Duke was about to lose. I couldn't check the score. That's exactly what happened. It, it should have happened. It should have happened. Yeah. I get home and I see how that ball went all the way inside the rim and just rolled right back out, and it was just like, wow. And what's crazy about it? This this not even the first time Duke won a game with the ball rolling in their favor. There was a regular season game against Wake Forest, uh, I think in January, where Wake Forest had a, another great look and somehow it, it, it spun out like it did. And here we are again. And this was, this, was, this was me thinking, like, this is what makes people hate these particular teams because this kind of thing happens for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what? Like, I feel bad. For UCF, so it was such an entertaining game. I was like, I, I honestly, you know, my bracket would have been busted, but I wouldn't have cared in the slightest. Like it was just so the instant classic, you know. But how about Zion just going at Taco, like just taking the team on his back when you when you needed it, and he did it. Like you know, even when he missed that three, they went back back to him. It, it seemed like time and time again he'd he'd get stuffed by Taco, and he'd just keep coming. And that's like I don't know, he he just. He just solidified his spot as, as number one for me, right? And yeah, like it was really any and, and any doubt for the well, most part. Well, I mean, with Josh's performance, you never right, know. yeah. And uh, really, and just the the moment we were all wanting to see too was that drive against Williamson, which ended up resulting in the and one, which went on to be the missed free throw on the putback, and it, it, it's just crazy to think Duke missing three straight free throws. Uh, in the most important time, and yet here they are, escaping with the win. Are they? Are they? Uh, were they 
a bad free throw team throughout the year? Like, I didn't notice. Like, I, I mean, I didn't. I should have, but I didn't look it up. But I, I mean, I just couldn't believe it. They, yeah. they shot. They shot fifty or fifty fifty eight percent. They shot seven to twelve, I should say, in that in in uh, at the line yesterday. But we know, and Williamson's a sixty five percent free throw shooter too. Right. So it's no secret that. At the very least, Williamson and Duke. The Duke's just not a good shooting team either. From around mm. the from around the arc, they're a, a team that attacks the rim and everything. But yeah, early on they were really a team that everybody thought was going to be a, a a decent shooting team. You know, with uh, with with Jones and and Reddish, everybody was saying, "Oh, Reddish is a three and D guy," and he's re- he's become really streaky uh, as the season went on, as and especially as the tournament uh, goes on and. For Duke to win yesterday, you have to be good, and you also have to be lucky. So, yeah. But on that level, that was that was a bit extreme. Yeah. Like, yes. If yes. there was a tip in that you know that had to go in, and that was one of the ones that usually goes in, one of those tip ins. It's one usually one of those tip ins that you see on the highlight reels from years to come, but just didn't fall. For I, I did one of those where I flinched back and like was like no, and then I kind of was like oh, it didn't go in. I was like oh man. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Where's yeah. our, but w- what I want to know is where's R.J. Barrett? Exactly. Where's R.J. Barrett? Like, th- what? Wh- aren't they supposed to be number one and number two? Like, where has he been? It, 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 I mean, I don't think, I don't think if Duke if Duke runs into another team like this that gives them problems and R.J. Barrett doesn't show up, I don't know if I don't know if they get through. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't too long ago where we were saying, oh, R.J. might be the best player on the team actually, and Zion might be the you know, most unique player, but people really had RJ at a really high level uh, at the start of the season and mm-hmm. actually not too long ago, and he's kind of dwindled off uh, these past couple weeks. And in the game where I feel like they really needed him to step up, it was like he was non-existent. Right. Yeah, and Morant, he, had, he, he was phenomenal for a game and a half. Uh, Mur- I mean, <laughs> Murray State came, you know, came out hot in their second game against Florida State and then just completely completely hit a wall was uh, that a, was that more of his teammate do you think do you think probably was, probably yeah no you're probably you're right don't give yeah like not, not, i mean they're, they're athletes i mean they're college athletes i mean not to knock them but like the where that was was that the team that was gonna help jo- you know was jock gonna carry that team to another win i don't think i don't think so and it was tough morant shot eight or 21 28 points five or six behind the arc and uh, he's he's only two other guys made a three and it was one uh, morant of course making the five and then uh, the rest of the team combined just made two uh, behind the arc. And like you said, the help wasn't quite there. Morant with the 28 points, and the next best was 12. Uh, and that was uh, Buchanan shooting four of 11. So like you said, it, it, Murray State just completely just, well, John, John Morant's supporting cast, I guess you could say, just really kind of fizzled out Fizzled out a really bad time. And, because he had, he had 28 points, right, yeah. that last game? Like, it's, I mean, that's just... If you put R, all right, let's say let's maybe not R J. Yeah, if you put R J. Barrett on that team, maybe they get get to another win. You know what I mean? But like, you have, you're asking a lot from John Morant to carry a small time Murray State team. You know, any, this, any type of distance. And this was a team in, in in round one against Marquette that looked like absolute world beaters too. We oh, had yeah. fr- friends and I were saying, "Oh, this team, this team could this look looks elite eight good." But yeah, not only that, but. Florida State is a, also a great defensive team. Uh, they have a lot of long players, and that was really their game plan, was to basically shut down the other guys right. um, and put a big body on Morant and make him work. And he shot 8 for 21. It worked. The game plan worked. He he played his heart out. 
Um, he had 28 points. He, he played well. He, he didn't play bad, but in the end, the better team won. Right. Oh, absolutely. And going through and going through the rest of the bracket, I, there's just one 12 seed. I, other than that, the worst seeds of five, and that 12 seeds from the Power Five. And I kind of want to ask you guys. This was a really interesting thing uh, I came across on Twitter yesterday when it comes to mid majors uh, outside of Gonzaga, because Gonzaga, obviously, of course, they're in, technically a mid major, but this has been a, a tournament fixture team since a while. I mean, a while, almost a in the 90s since the 90s so here we go uh mid-majors in the sweet 16 2011 we saw five 2012 two 2013 three 2014 two uh 2015 and 17 was just one without including the gonzaga 16 17 and 19 zero so since 2015 there hasn't been a mid or more there hasn't been more than one mid-major team excluding gonzaga uh just being one so i guess could I don't want to say the death of the mid majors, but are we kind of seeing the I guess the end of the successful tournament mid majors outside of Gonzaga? Not that it happened a lot. Don't right. get me wrong, but I mean I think it's just uh, with basketball blowing up globally. I mean it's just it's just a matter of time before it starts catching. We're, we're not going to see you know we're going to see that parity. Like we're, we're going to see teams that are really close. Like these, you're not just buying in for a name anymore. You know. You're not going. Oh, yep, Duke. Duke's got the teams, or or, or North Carolina, or you, you know Michigan State. Like kids are going. Like ball players are going to smaller schools, and succeeding, and and playing basketball at a high level. And and I mean the tournament, it just exploits that. It's, it's it you know it's, if if you don't see it, it clears day in this tournament. Even even with some of the you know, the 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 Cinderellas you know, the pre Cinderellas not. You know, actually getting over the hump, it, it's it, those are really close and entertaining games. They're going down to the wire, and I think that you know, in future years, it's just going to continue to get better and better. The, the quality of play is going to continue to get better and better. Yeah, and just kind of, and just looking through it, some great have a great week, next weekend or Thursday at the very least. So we got about three minutes before we hit hit our first commercial break. So. Well, first off, how overall, how are your guys' brackets doing? So, miraculously, I still have my Elite Eights intact, just, and that's because they're all one-twos. Right. I have, uh, I mean, I have three. I'm just looking for the final four. I call it the final three now. That's <laughs> um, all that matters. Yeah, Murray State kind of did me in there. But I do have Duke, North Carolina, and I have Purdue. It's it, it look look at how look at the path, man. The path is there for Purdue. <laughs> like it, it, it really is. It's hard. Tennessee, although looked extremely shaky against Iowa. This Very. Is, this is uh, this is me coming in last week. You, I talked about. It. I I didn't trust this Boilermaker squad. Right. Let, it, let alone do what they did against Villanova. I mean. Yeah. I'm, my my like like you said, Brad. My elite eight is still intact. My final four. You know everything. Uh, but uh, <laughs> other than that. Is looking pretty bad. Like all of my upsets that were supposed to happen did not happen. Uh, I expected Murray, Murray State to win at least one game, but other than that, everything else was shot. Oh yeah, but it's just uh, like I was just going back to my point. The Big Ten, like they are tough. They were a tough out. Any time they lost, they were a tough out. But it, I'm not like I just I have a good feeling about Purdue. I don't I don't know what it is. I feel, I mean I don't see them winning. I don't see them beating North Carolina once they get there, but it's like I, I could see them, boom, sneaking into a Final Four. 
You know, hey, give me a T-shirt. You know, <laughs> you can sit. You're, you're all right, Ivan. You're all right. You can you can you can waltz right in whenever you want here. Uh, less th- or a little bit under a minute here. Final four picks, real quick, guy. Uh, Tennessee. Let's see. Let's look at my bracket. Tennessee, Duke, North Carolina, and Gonzaga. Fair enough. Ivan, final four. Same. It was. It was. Uh, no, it was Duke, Murray State. I was hoping. Um, I Purdue, guess no. Purdue and North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, me, I, I, I'd be stupid to not stick with what I still have. Obviously, uh, Duke, Michigan. I had Tennessee and then North Carolina as well to get to the get to uh, Minneapolis over there. So, yeah, there we are. A pretty pretty chalky weekend for the most part. Uh, it certainly sets up for a really exciting next four days starting on Thursday here. Plenty more to get to here. We'll be getting into the Five Tools Sport Talk MLB pre- er, season preview extravaganza here and as well as talk about a legend calling or uh, hanging up the cleats, so to, or so to speak, uh, as far as we know, at least. Yeah. So uh, plenty more to get to here on Five Tools Sport Talk right here on Chicagoland Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Sports, 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 sports. Five Tools Sport Talk on Chicagoland Sports Radio. Top on down. Here comes a 1-2 pitch. The Red Sox win the World Series. 5-1 the final tonight. <laughs> Look at us having two clips into the intros here as we welcome you back to 5 Tool Sport Talk here on Chicagoland Sports Radio. Brett Hill, Guy Stevenson, Ivan Vargas. And the last time uh, there was some, well, meaningful, I guess, baseball played. We saw the Boston Red Sox, of course, knocking off the Dodgers in Game 5 of the World Series, cruising uh, cruising their way to another championship as we welcome you to our Fight Tool Sport Talk MLB season preview extravaganza here. So... We're going to make some good picks, maybe some outlandish picks if we want, If how, depending on how confident we are. Hopefully our egos aren't too hurt from our bracket picks. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, so first things first, let's dig in. Shall we, should we do the hometown division first, or should we save that for last? Uh, let's go last. Save that last? Yeah. All right, let's start, we'll start in the National League. We'll start in the East, where uh, pretty uh, fairly cheap division. If you're not if you're not in Florida, right? right. <laughs> uh, of course, the Phillies making that big signing with Bryce Harper, somewhat big, somewhat big of a signing. Of course, we see the Braves could be a, a sneaky good signing with Josh Donaldson. Not a nothing, nothing to uh, you know brush your shoulder off with there. Signing a former AL MVP who's got to ha- be playing with a chip on his shoulder this season. And you even saw what a uh, a quote that he had, I think, earlier today, saying. How they asked uh, what he could bring to it, bring to the Braves or something, and he said something along, uh, along the lines of, "Just look at the back of my baseball card, and you know what I can bring." Right, right. So, and then, of course, we have the Mets, who, at least looking on paper, which you could say the past couple seasons with the Mets on paper, not a terrible team, but again, on paper, not a lo- terrible looking team. But there's some turmoil going on within them right now on a right. trip to Syracuse and and the workout equipment and. Syndergaard and DeGrom perhaps not getting extensions. Thank God that's not the only team in the National League having extension problems, right. which we'll get to, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so National League East, Ivan, you're, uh, who, who you got in that it, division? It's not the Phillies. That's okay. What I got. It's the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves are going to win. I don't, th- I don't say, see them running away with the division, but I will just say they have 
they'll have like uh, close to a ten game lead. You know, when really? it's all said and done. Okay. I think I think closer to that. And um, I mean, if you really want to get into it, I think it, it'll be end up being Atlanta, Philadelphia, Washington, New York, Florida. Yeah. So I mean, it, it just it, it just seems like the Atlanta. I, I don't know. I see it just falling into their lap like this. Like I don't. Like what? What makes you think that Bryce Harper is going to go from Washington, where he had a Cadillac, and then go ahead and and, and trade it in for some newer model? You know <laughs> that looks shinier, but it, it just looks like the same thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's essentially he, he's he's he, he's 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 playing again with the Washington Nationals, like all promise, but he hasn't even delivered the first time around, Fair and he had a better team. So yeah, I, like I said, I think the Atlanta Braves are. The stronger team, uh, and I think they're I think they're the hungrier team. To be honest, fair enough. I'm gonna go with the Braves too. Uh, I think the, I, like Ivan said, I think they're the much stronger team than you know the rest of the teams, and also just Bryce Harper. I don't, I don't really have much faith in you know. What has he done? Yeah, it's like what has he done, and so I'm gonna go with with uh, with Atlanta. All right, uh, I'll make it unanimous. I do like the Braves. Uh, maybe not as much as you guys. Uh, the Phillies, I like their lineup, but. The, stay healthy. Reese Hoskins can right. get injured at times. Uh, Harper, we saw him uh, get pegged in the foot a couple weeks ago, and that kind of made the uh, the Philly faithful kind of you know hold their collective breath. But I think what could be the Phillies' downfall is going to be the health. Uh, it's the, they're going to it's going to be uh, they're going to rely on Aaron Nola, of course, in their rotation. Uh, Arietta, of course, being being in there as well. How much does he have left? Right. Exa- I know. No. And exactly. Exactly. Uh but yeah, I think ultimately their downfall more so will be health. Uh, and the Braves lineup, man, I, I just I like I, I, I like their lineup. I think they have one of, if not the best, first baseman in baseball. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, with Freeman, of course, Acuna, and I just and Donaldson with a chip on his shoulder could be really scary. You know what? You know what you, and I know you you guys had to have noticed whenever you have a like a predominant uh, power hitter go from the AL to the NL. They usually have a big year, and that's and that's also saying them having a down year the previous year, and then moving to the NL. They usually have a big year, and it's, uh, I think I, I don't know. It's it's just something that I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I, I just kind of picked up on it. That's what usually happens, and I could definitely see that happening in that division for Josh Donaldson. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Let's go to the NL West real quick. Uh saw one team kind of start selling a, a team in Arizona. Having uh, being a, a kind of a division wildcard contender now, trading Goldschmidt to unfortunately St. Louis. So I, I guess the real question is, can anybody really challenge the Dodgers? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. I, no. The Colorado Rockies are going to be close, but then again, the Dodgers are going to have to play in Colorado too. So it's like, right? You know, what what do you? It's just it's it's a runaway division for the Dodgers. Like that's I mean there's there's nothing else to it. Um, then yeah, Rockies, Padres, Giants, uh, Diamondbacks. I don't see Arizona's. Where is Arizona going? Because they were like they trade away Goldsmith, and, and then uh, where, which, Corbin. What are, yeah, Corbin. Where's your which, where's your team going right now? Because you were you were an up and coming team a couple of years ago. People were like, oh, the Diamondbacks are here they come, and now you're. In my opinion, you're in, in the basement in the West again. Right. And, I, yeah, I guess more so the question is what can we expect out of San Diego more than who we think will win the West. Mm. And, obviously, with the big addition to Machado, and 
We still got T- or Tatis Jr., which who's going who's turning into Vlad Guerrero Jr. in terms of uh, in terms of the service time talk now. Right. I picked him in my in my fantasy draft over the weekend. Did you? Oh yes. yeah, I had. To. I was like, I, I was. It was on the south side, full of uh, Sox fans, friends, but Sox fans mostly. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and keep him. <laughs> just put him in my back pocket, save him for later. Hey, let it burn. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. West obviously, it's all it's all Dodgers for us. Second, I, I assume will probably be Rockies, Rockies around for all of us anyway too. Giants obviously. Yeah, I see the Giants and Diamondbacks are kind of interesting. It's a flip, that's a coin flip. Like it, they like like I said they're, they're, the same question could be asked about the Giants. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's it Well, at pl- least they've got some World Series under their belt. Yeah. They're just old. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're going to start trading you'll you'll see them trading away pieces. And that's why I think the decision that Bryce Harper had not even entertaining a Giants idea is because they were going to rebuild and he would have been there for a rebuild and not there for a championship run. Yeah, so I'll leave I'll leave both the centrals until the other side of the that break because I'm very cruel like that and there's only three minutes left to talk with <laughs> a couple more divisions and everything. Uh let's go to the AL side. Let's go to the or should we do do we want do we want to do no we'll do playoff picks at, on the other side of the break as well. Too. Yeah yeah that's fine. uh AL AL West. Uh we see the big story uh, the big story being of course Mike Trout getting a lot of money, but is that going to what is that going to translate with the Angels this year? Not much without Shohei Otani, at least on the mound. We'll see him batting, but other than that, is there anyone outside of Houston that we could see winning the West? Yeah, oh yeah, you like Oakland, o- Oakland, Oakland, Oakland. Oakland. Uh, um, I don't know because well, we've seen this with Billy Bean so many times before, where he ha- he puts together his team, he just keeps scrambling together, band aiding players. Right. You know what right. I mean, like. It's is he's just filling holes, and I think this time around he's gotten something. Um, they just they look strong. They have they have, they're they're playing this this generation's baseball. You know they're playing this the, now 2019 baseball. They hit home runs. They have RBIs. They could they could pitch well, and they have a decent bullpen that could get you know. I mean you don't you don't have as many wins as they did last year without having some type of a decent. Uh, Decent amount of uh, of pitchers, but I Houston Houston and Oakland are, are the are the two favorites. I'm just gonna go with Houston because I mean they're they're established. I guess you know they've pretty already stacked. Had, yeah they're pretty stacked <laughs> and they're pretty established. They 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 have a, a World Series title. Um, so Houston, Oakland, uh, L. A. Mariners, Rangers. I I could see the Mariners flipping with with the Angels, yeah. and yeah. I could also see the M's. Because they're such, they're so. Who knows? They, I could see them being second. Right. Uh, any any objections here, guy? With uh, I got the Astros, Angels, Athletics, Mariners, Rangers. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm with you with Houston, of course. Second, most likely Oakland. Uh, Olsen's not going to be starting the season right away, uh, right. coming off an injury. But it's not. It shouldn't be too sizable. And like you said, they just they play today's game. Of course, you have Chapman at third, who is a wizard over there with the glove and can swing can swing the bat pretty well. Of course, you got Chris Davis, who can hit you forty home runs at least at times, and even and even uh, and Olsen too, who can who can hit it hit, hit the ball pretty well too. Uh, Thirty seconds here, real quick, I guess, and that's the AL East: uh, Red Sox and Yankees between two the teams. two, and Rays sneaky good, but. It's it's two teams right, over there for the most part. Right, it's a two team race. Uh, it, it's it's I see it. Red Sox taking the divisions. The the Yankees, you know, Yankees take the wild card. They can't get over the hump again. But it, it's it's just, it, I think the Red Sox have just 
they're what the Cubs want to become. And Theo, I mean, Theo started it there. They want to continue it here. But I don't see anybody in the East taking over, you know, overcoming the Red Sox. Guy? Red Sox. Red Sox. So, yeah, it's uh, unanimous again. Red Sox, uh, Yankees second, Rays third, Toronto fourth, and Baltimore worse than fifth, even though there's only five teams. But anyway, uh, quick break here. We'll, you got the uh, Chicagoland Sports Radio update, and as well as today in sports history coming up here so stay tuned for more uh central division talk we'll talk the we'll talk the hometown teams on the other side of the break on chicagoland sports radio fight sport talk here's michael at the foul line a shot on elo All right, it is March 25th, 2019, as we welcome you to our weekly segment today at Sports History, where we look at relevant events, events, excuse me, in years past of sports. With today being March 25th, a lot on a lot happened on this day. Let's start first in 1957. The NBA modified the free throw rule. And it's in response to uh, Wilt Chamberlain being able to dunk his free throws. So apparently there was a world where you didn't have to stay behind the line on your free throw as long as you started behind the line and to the point where Wilt Chamberlain would dunk, the, would dunk his free throw. So they ended up changing it to where you actually had to stay behind the line. So that would look so... That would look what r- kind of... What kind of... See... Never mind. It would look, it'd look weird seeing a guy standing at the free throw line and then just... Long jumping to, for a dunk, like those, NFL those combine style. Those are such loaded stats, man. <laughs> Uh, in 1961, the third place game is one of the wildest games in NCAA tournament history, where St. Joe's knocked off Utah 127 to 120 in quadruple overtime. And the, three, uh, the third place game went from 1946 to 1981 in the NCAA tournament. Would we like to? Would we like to see a third place game come back in the Big Dance? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a, as a filler, possibly. I mean, you, you always want more. You, you know what I mean? And it, it's a business, so yeah, I could sure. see them selling a third place game. No. I, I, I don't. I don't think I. I don't, I don't think I want to see who's the better loser. <laughs> uh, and that, yeah, and short and sweet, right? Uh, 1972, Bobby Hall, Bobby Hall becomes the second NHLer to score 600 career goals. Uh, since then, 18 more people have scored 600 goals in their in the in their careers. Uh, so obviously, raising up the, the amount to 20 players having at least 600 goals in their career. Uh, 1972, UCLA wins their sixth consecutive men's basketball national championship. Uh, they would go on to win their seventh straight the following season, and during that seven-year stretch, a 205 and five record. <laughs> 205 and five, and of course, we always talk about those those uh, dominant UCLA teams, and to see it to see them go 205 and five while winning seven years in a row, uh, just crazy. Uh, last but not least, in 1982, Wayne Gretzky. Becomes the first NHL player to score 200 points in a season. There's only been four 200-point seasons in the NHL, and surprise, surprise, they're all Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> all Wayne Gretzky. Uh, the highest career total for him was 215 points in a season with 52 goals and 163 assists. Uh, looking at that stat, uh, it's just weird to think that the assists nowadays in the NHL, two guys can get it. Right. And seeing 163 assists almost makes you think where 
Like, surely the rules had to have been different back then. Like, just being on the ice, what you would think was an assist. Right, right. <laughs> and <laughs> sure, and it's just apparently not. It's just crazy to think. Uh, the only... And uh, one player fell short to 200 points, and there was one point short, and that was, of course, Mario Lemieux having a 199-point season. So that's going to do it here in Today in Sports History. Uh, a lot went on uh, in, Mar- on, in March 25th, and uh, hopefully some fun little nuggets as, as well as there. And, of course, spoiler alert, Wayne Gretzky was really good at hockey. Right. <laughs> on the other side of the break here on 5 Tool Sport Talk, we'll get into the hometown teams and what we think we could expect of them coming up on 5 Tool Sport Talk. More to come. 5 Tool Sport Talk on Chicagoland Sports Radio. We'll do it live! We have reached the home stretch here on 5 Tool Sport Talk as we continue our MLB season prediction extravaganza here. Uh, Brett Hill here, Guy Stevenson, Ivan Vargas, and now it's time to talk some hometown teams. Let's talk Cubs and Sox and what we can expect out of them as well as the divisions that they are in for this upcoming season. Uh, two off seasons with extremely high potential after coming into November once uh, free agency started opening and uh, both of them really kind of falling flat on their face. More so the Cubs. More so the Cubs, I say, kind of falling a little bit on their face. Being why, why, such, why, do, why do you say that? I, I did not expect him them to really God, where do I even start? sit on their hands as much as they did quiet, or cry, we have no money. Right, okay. Uh, whatever, and this whole Kimbrel thing, I wish they, I kind of wish that they would say Kimbrel. I know Kimbrel's really holding out to really get the, what he's worth, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's been an, it, one of the more interesting off seasons as right. a Cub fan, I guess. I, would you, I think, so. I, I kind of bought into the Harper hype. Right, I, right. Or not right. even bought it. I was really into it. Well I, think, well, I think all this sense of urgency talk as well, like, you know, you. Could work in their favor, right? It could work in their favor, but like you also not seeing not seeing anything done in the free agency market. Of course, initially as a fan, you're like, oh, what, you know, what, what's going on? These guys aren't they don't want it, but maybe they're they're making subtle moves other places, you know, which which they are. Um, but it's as, as far as like spending, in my opinion, I, I feel like if we spend the money and it blows up in our face, what have we accomplished? Right, and where are we at now? Now, now we're now we're we have less money than we have, and and players that aren't going to do, do the job. Fair enough. Uh, so, overall, we'll start. With, we'll start with the Cubs. Where do we? Where do we see them? Where do you see them in the Central? One. Think so? Oh yeah, I see. I, I think I think the Cubs. They they've they've. Like I said, they they're, they're making changes in the in how the organization operates. Like they're they're moving, um, they're 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 making a focus more towards a healthier, a healthier diet. Like they're taking away like pregame beers, like pre-flight beers, uh, fast food, and, and and such. And and they're also, also the uh, Joe Madden sideshow, like where it's it seems like Joe was, you know, everywhere, the face of everything. He's on Binnie's, he's on every commercial you hear. You, it, it, they really they 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 said that Joe's going to be taking more of a back seat. Media-wise, and being more focused on the field, which is it just all these moves, and, and, and as well as the front office, like the Theo and Jed, they're going to be do operating from the clubhouse now instead of operating from you know outside. They're, they're going the focus is coming back to baseball, yeah. and I think with with that with that newfound focus, the the Cubs with with all the potential that they have, I think they start to really realize, hey, it we have to go all out 
every year, every offseason, if we want to be the team that we have the potential to be. And that's multiple championships. Like, they, they really had the core really has it. You know, they have that in them to, to possibly get it. Yeah, I mean, granted, you could always you could always use help pitching, I'll tell you that much. But I really think the Cubs are going to blow away anybody like, uh doubt. I think they get 100. I think they get 100, 100 wins. wins. 100 wins at least. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think the Cubs too. Uh, like I was saying, I think their their focus is turning more towards baseball. Um, I, I I don't think they want to be the team that has so much potential to win so many, you know, World Series and and fall short all the time. Right. Uh, with so much potential uh, with their core. Uh, but if if not the Cubs, I'm looking at the Cardinals uh, potentially being number one. If not the Cubs. All right. Well. I do not have the Cubs winning the division right now. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know why. I St. Louis has some sort of draw to me to win the division. Uh, I don't know if it's just because Goldschmidt is such a Cub killer, but I, I don't know. I feel not that I don't. I don't expect Carpenter to have the season he had last year, which he was like the greatest baseball player ever right. for a little bit of a stretch. Well, he, but, well he, right before then, he was the worst baseball player ever. <laughs> I know, like, right? Uh, but no, I think I feel like I don't know something about the Cardinals. I think will have them finish or just eke out eke out the division. I think the Cubs will finish second right now. Uh, the Brewer, Brewers third. Uh, I don't know between the Reds and Pirates for fourth or fifth. Man, I think the Reds right. will be fourth. I think that the Reds will the Reds will probably be the highest. I'll say the Reds could be the highest scoring offense in the division. That's a really fun lineup they got in Cincinnati. Yeah, they hit a lot of bombs. Outside of that, though. They don't have too much. They have a lot to prove. They don't have a pitching yeah. staff. Yeah. Name a name a starter. <laughs> like like uh, outside of Rysel Iglesias, unfortunately not a starter. <laughs> it's just, it's it's a rotation that it has it, it has potential. I don't think it's right. It's there quite yet, but we'll see. I think it'll be the more fun team to watch in terms of just watching them play in that ballpark. Right. For for me, I can see the Pirates, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but I, I just see I, – I put them in fourth. I could see them in dead last. I yeah. can see them just shipping people off. Like, oh, I see what I you mean, did there, I, the Pirates I, shipping people. Yeah, <laughs> you got that. Um, I could just see them, you know, just sending guys, sending guys off to, to, to contenders and starting to get uh, prospects back and try to do the uh, bottom-to-top, mm-hmm. you know, play that, that teams seem to be doing now lately. Right. Uh, playoff team, or let's do National League playoff teams here. We all, we all, uh, AL Central. Yeah, that's right. My bad. AL Central. Let's talk Sox real quick. Uh, I said, I said this. If they sign Harper or Machado during the offseason, then they easily the second best team in that crap division, the AL Central. Oh, uh, it, obviously, we th- Indians are probably going to be the consensus consensus yeah. pick inside the AL Central. So. Uh, you and I talked about it a little bit before we started the show, Ivan, where we think the Sox could be, and it could be anywhere from second to fourth. I think the ti- Tigers or Royals, I don't know. The Tigers or uh, Royals. The, tig- the Tigers especially just fell off to, uh, were, shockingly, I was just, I thought I thought they would be, last year I thought they were going to be more of a threat to the, to the Indians, and it just, nothing even this offseason or nothing later on in the year, gives me any reason to think otherwise but um it's for, for me i feel like it's it's it, it it's cleveland and there's a bunch of other participants right yeah. <laughs> i mean and, i mean the the 
Minnesota, Minnesota were they going to underachieve again? How many time, how many years do we do we watch Minnesota and say, oh man, Minnesota looks good? Maybe they might take this step, and they just don't seem to do it. You know, um, uh, the White Sox. I could see the White Sox, like I said, and I, like we talked about, I could see them, and you know, give or take ten games, I could see them around 80, 85 wins, flirting with a second, I, second, third. Like, I could, you, it's this division is 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 probably the worst in baseball. I Sox. I think the Twins could be second, but I'm not fully into it. Right. <laughs> I'll say I will. I'll say Twins second by it could be a game by a game. Uh, Sox Sox third. Royals fourth. Tigers fifth. I mean, I uh, it's it's what, what what pile of dirt do you want to pick more? <laughs> Uh, Who's not going to get to the second right. round? It's playoffs. like it's like in Moneyball. There's there's you know there there's there's us or there's the Yankees. You know the Red Sox, a pile of crap. The Oakland Athletics. That's you know that's basically what it is out in the Central. Uh, Indians and even then the Indians are kind of on slowly kind of on their downhill. They've they've reached their peak and they it, it, it's starting to kind of go downhill. We saw. Uh, Kluber and Bauer be trade bait for a little bit of the offseason. They're still in the division I mean, easily, too, which is crazy to think mm-hmm. how we're thinking that this could be kind of their, st- their, slow, their slow downfall. But, I mean, the AL Central is really bad. But for the Sox, I see them being in third, and I could see them in second, too, and even flirting with the wild card race mid-September or so. You just don't know, especially, especially, for, especially for a team like them who – it's frustrating. Like, like they, their biggest, their biggest attraction is Eloy now. The division isn't anything. The, the, the division isn't. It, the, the Royals aren't going. The Royals will lay down for you. The Tigers aren't going to do anything. The Twins will underachieve, and then that leaves you with you know, the the Indians who are the class of the division and the White Sox. And the White Sox could easily just accidentally win ten extra games that they shouldn't win. You know, it, it's it's there for them. I could see it, but I. It'll be to a fault because their team is definitely not ready for anything big, right? Uh yeah. And so here we go. Let's do let's do some postseason picks. I think we all have the same teams making the playoffs in terms of division winners between the Dodgers, or no, we don't. Dodgers, Cubs for the two of you guys, and then the Braves. So let's start National League for the two of you. Obviously, being the same when it comes to Dodgers, Cubs, Braves. So who are your wild card teams? In the National League, I got the Brewers and I have the Rockies. Okay, guy. Man, me and Ivan are on a roll today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> building that chemistry here. There we go. I got the same, same ones. All right, so for me, Do- Dodgers, Braves, obviously the division winners, Cardinals as well. Uh, Cubs, I got the Cubs for the first wild card spot, and whew, last wild card spot could be come down to the Rockies, Brewers. Phillies, Nationals. That it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's a bloodbath. It's gonna be a bloodbath in the National League. I will be shocked if there isn't any form of a tiebreaker of any sorts into the season. I don't. I don't want to go USA Today crazy where they had a three-way tie in the National League Central and I think a tie in the East as well. But whew, second wild card, I will go. I'll go with Milwaukee. I like. I. I don't think they're. They will be playing like they did in September for an t- entire season. I just I like their bullpen a lot more than all the rest of the teams that I th- that that could be competing in a, competing for a playoff spot. 
Uh, rotation is shaky. That's another thing you have to worry about with Milwaukee because, again, it was a rotation that really overachieved. And I don't think Lorenzo, again, a lineup, I don't want to say overachieved because it was a good lineup. But I don't think it'll be as good. I think Yelich, again, not as good. He'll be great. He'll be great as well. But I just I think the Brewers bullpen could be the thing that gets them into the into the wild card picture for that second spot in the National League. It's set up the oh so fun wild card game against the Cubs. Uh, all right, American League. We all we're all the same here with the Astros, Indians, and Red Sox here. So let's see what our wild. I, should I start this time? Go for ahead. Go ahead. That's fine. All right. Uh, wild card picks for me in the American League would be pro- uh, Yankees easily. <sighs> Again, second wild card. It's it's the AL is really top heavy, mm-hmm. just so top heavy. Um, second wild card. Oh, oh, Oakland probably. It'd be Oakland. Yeah. Uh, give me the A's there between in the wild card. Yankees and A's, which is I believe a rematch. Yep. Of last year's wild card as well. So there we are. So. Yankees and A's. Yankees and A's. All around. Yankees, Yan- A's. Yankees, A's. I, I, just, I don't see Oakland. Um, yeah, I don't see anybody taking that second spot from, away from Oakland. All right. So, all right. Time to put our money where our mouth is to see how, how worthy we really are of having a, having a show here. World Series predictions. We will go with Guy at first. Guy's World Series prediction. Blank over blank. I think it's going to be a rematch. The World Series, and I'm going Red Sox. Red Sox over Dodgers? Okay. Uh, Cubs, Yankees. Cubs in six. World Series for me will probably be... God, man, I don't know. National League's tough for me. National League's tough for mm-hmm. me. I, I, I'll kind of go out on them. I'll say the Braves. Braves get to the World Series, okay. take on the Astros. That'd be a fun World Series. Yeah. Braves, Astros, okay. and uh, Astros win in six. Astros over Braves in six. Sign me up for that. Uh... Yeah, so that's 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 our that's our big uh, MLB season ex- our season prediction extravaganza here. We got like less than a minute left. Well, what here. do we know? You know, right? Like it, this it could all be scrambled. <laughs> it could be chaos within a month. That 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 Pirates Royals World Series, man, that's gonna be wild. That's gonna be wild. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, real quick here, uh, there's significant news in the NFL with Rob Gronkowski retiring. Real quick, I, I hate to make this like a thirty one minute and thirty second talk here. Real quick, Gronkowski retiring. Quick thoughts, Ivan. Um, man, it's it's good. I'm glad he did and didn't just try to force himself to play another year. And it just kind of like chimp. Ch- you take a chip at his armor. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, the guy's had a great career. He's he's one the the dominant tight end ever in the NFL. And I just I'm I'm glad he's smart enough to retire right now instead of beating his body to the ground. As a Patriots fan, kind of cried a little bit. Uh, <laughs> this guy right here, Gronk, Gronk, is, Gronk is my man. Uh, but uh, I'm glad he, he he has nothing else to prove. So I'm glad he's 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 taking taking a step away. Absolutely. So yeah, and it's shocking, shocking to me. Uh, I, I'm like like with you guys. I'm glad he was able to uh, retire on his own terms. And before it really started getting bad for him, it was it was starting to get there. It was starting to get there with just looking at him run down the field. I was it was painful to watch. He he couldn't his hips weren't going anywhere. (laughs) Right, they didn't lie, so to speak. (laughs) So all right, that's gonna do it for us here at Five Tools Sport Talk. Uh, Be sure to stay tuned next week, of course, four to five p.m. on Chicago Land Sports Radio. We'll discuss the final four as well as uh, talk a little more baseball as the season starts on Thursday. As uh, we look outside and it looks like it looks so nice out, but instead we see our breath still. So, so for uh, Ivan and Guy, I'm Brett Hill. Have a great rest of the week, everybody. We'll see you next week right here 
on 5 Tool Sport Talk. Peace.